welcome one and all across the Alpha Quadrant and beyond to Picard, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial Star Trek podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hailing frequencies are open, Pete. Hello, everybody. So good to be talking about Picard the day after Captain Picard Day. I don't know why it did not dawn on me that they would take this as an opportunity to give us a little look that Picard's been filming for a couple months now. Uh, But boy, am I happy that they did. Yes, uh, season two, nay, seasons two and three, filming uh, since February in COVID-safe environs and so forth. And uh, you're right, Pete. I think, look, we've taken the the, uh, CBS All Access scratch paramount plus uh marketing people to task hither and yon over these uh years of uh star trek universe aka kurt's trek um it it makes sense on first contact day to do a thing it makes sense on captain picard day to 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 do a thing um initially i was like but what about lower decks what about discovery we've seen precious little discovery it's captain picard day you got a picard show we get our second uh our second little teaser here and uh pete all is well in the universe the nostalgia driven way in which they run the Picard uh, PR machine. And it makes sense too. I mean, listen, this is a character that reaches back to 1987 for goodness sakes. Um, Only made what we got to look at that much more delicious. And Matt, I'm, I'm going to propose we saw uh, things just from the first episode yesterday um that seems to topsy turvify a lot of what has come before that i think you know i'll I'll speak for you and then i'll attempt to speak for some uh of the audience uh that it that attempts to undo much of what some people did not care for about star trek picard um I do think that there is the possibility that since season one was a rumination on, uh, you know, the the latter years of one's life and uh, the best years behind one and all of that, uh, and then towards the end, the corporeal Picard dies and now he's rebooted in a robot body, one need not now ruminate on such things. Uh, you add to that, um, to that freedom, just the kind of the story freedom of Q and misadventure uh pete if you can imagine a show dedicated towards some sort of mischievous uh quasi god pete it sounds like a great idea for a series and and to know that uh kurtzman and goldsman and uh and uh chabon and and the whole bunch have done that for season two i'm excited it's crazy how even the name of this character (laughs) now is viewed a little differently low these many years. But Matt, I mean, let, let's talk about Q and all right, you're going to start any teaser for uh, season two of Picard with the titular character. Uh, I love that it's back where we met him. I love too that we're talking at, about at least one of our uh, characters we wanted to see back 
in uh, Lars that he wants to know uh, where she is. Presumably he's just arrived back home and or uh, things are different at his home and they lean right into Q and they lean right into aging and I've already seen people complaining, Q, wait, he got old. This isn't my Star Trek. Um, <laughs> Pete, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that people are complaining about that. Um, I mean, look, what do you expect? Do you expect John Delancey to wear a John Delancey uh, mask? Do you expect them to do all the computer budget? to do de-aging i mean you just roll yeah so you're going to complain about that but not complain about like hey this is a science-based science fiction show except q's basically a god you know like it's basically just greek myths there's there's really not a explanation unless you're going to dip into the thor end of technology and magic you know like it's just a tv show man um and this looks like such a fun turn and i do think you know pete i'm on the record as having um having said that season one of picard was not my most favorite season uh from the kurtzman era of star trek um i would suspect just looking at this cast list which has this you know season one regulars returning in allison pill isa brignonius evan Ivagora, michelle hurd santiago cabrera, uh, cabrera uh, you, and as you mentioned, Orla Brady, I think now up to full cast member. She's a Lars actress. Um, but to have also solidified Jerry Ryan and Brent Spiner, I mean, obviously both of whom were in season one, but to presumably up their roles for this season, I kind of look at that and go, okay, I don't know that I represent the entire, I know that I don't literally represent the entire Picard viewing audience, but I don't know that my views represent a majority of viewers, but uh, hey, I, I feel like maybe they've done a slight tone correction a little bit closer to what I would like. Okay, that's all good. I'm watching either way. I'm excited. And of course, as I said before, of course the tone is going to shift more more light uh, with the presence of Q. John Delancey has been talking on Cameo, and that's where we have the greatest evidence of a third season possibly being shot right now. Um, he's the perfect guy to bring in for this season. Uh, the only thing I didn't get out of this first trailer, yes, we had another trailer that had some footage. I don't really suspect that that's part of the show. I think that was more like promo stuff. Uh, when they announced Q. But uh, the only thing I didn't get that I think people would have been really excited to see was Guinan. Um, so you, you get Q, like we said, there are people who are upset. Uh, you know, I'm sure somewhere somebody has said, but wait, on Lower Decks, he was the same as he was on uh, The Next Generation. What the heck? Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's the difference between telling a Star Trek universe story in animation versus a Star Trek universe story in live action. Um, as to the topic of whoopee, Pete, it is more than possible that despite the fact that Picard season two has been shooting since February, um, since they are shooting 
the entire season at once, nay, seasons two and three apparently together, and obviously with an eye a little bit more towards, you know, you got to shoot some of the season two stuff first. It's more than possible that as Whoopi Goldberg um, broadcast the view from her northern New Jersey home, they might just be saving all of her stuff for when the view goes on hiatus or when she takes her the view vacation i i must confess pete uh I'm not a viewer of that uh that particular program you're not a viewer of the view uh, i am not um but again it's more than possible that you know like, i don't know pick a number uh guinan is in 45 minutes of the first season whether that's in one episode or across many it's more than possible that if this show isn't going to be out until you know, presumably January 2022, hey, you grab Whoopi in August, whether it's in New York, whether it's in her home and you do an LED wall or a green screen or whether you fly her out to LA, whatever it is, and say, okay, episode two, that's when you're wearing this. And you say, ah, John luc put down the T. And then, okay, episode four, you have the phaser. Like, you can do all of that in whatever order you need to. That's the nature of this long-form you know, grand and super expensive, uh, you know, television storytelling process. So you're saying it has nothing to do with some, I don't even think they're viewers, Matt, critics. And by critics, I mean angry males saying that uh, she's the most polarizing actress they've ever brought into Star Trek and they've made a conscious decision to omit her from this trailer for marketing and sales reasons. Well, the notion that some people would claim that is stunning. First of all, um, I mean, look, Whoopi Goldberg is on the record, particularly on The View with some of her political uh, views and whatnot. I mean, so if you disagree with her politics, okay, you're getting it from The View. Otherwise, I mean... Who doesn't love Ghost? Who doesn't love the sister acts? Who doesn't love her in uh, in Star Trek, of course? Uh, I had the pleasure of actually seeing her on Broadway, and a, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. I mean, Jumpin' Jack Flash. There okay? you go. Just it stands there, Matt. Seriously, how do you not think Guinan's return to Star Trek with Sir Patrick and John Delancey? isn't somehow going to be a quadruple, quadruple, grand slam. All right. Do you even Parisi's square? Uh, add to that, Pete, she's one of 16 EGOTs, uh, Emmy, Grammy, uh, Academy Award, and Tony. Um, I, here's what I think, Pete. Here's what I think is the real answer, not the, you know, and I'm obviously not, I'm not prescribing this view to you, but not the, you know, uh, I'm, an, I'm an angry, lonely basement dweller who needs to dunk on Star Trek because uh, it's not the way Gene envisioned it in 1964, 5, 6. Um, Captain Picard Day is when Captain Picard Day is, and if you're going to hit that for marketing purposes, you hit that for marketing purposes. Let's say for the sake of argument that she has shot all of her stuff, and it's all done, it's all edited, sound corrected, color corrected, the whole nine yards. Uh, you don't waste the whoopee on Captain Picard Day for a show that's coming out in the next calendar year, not this calendar year. You don't save that for sizzle now. You save that for, you know... Uh, is it San Diego Comic-Con? Is it New York Comic-Con? Is it, you know, uh, is it at the end of Discovery's season when there's a sneak preview or, you know, something like that? You save it. 
you you deploy it when that's going to be actual buzz that will lead into the show not a, a wonderful little nugget in this teaser appreciated to be true but just something to say don't forget the show was off the year off the air because you know covid and so on and so forth so keep that picard fire going that's what this that's what this was to show you a little footage um so uh, pete no no whoopee before her time that's what i say well we'll see come captain guinan day won't we yeah uh pete i will say this too about the production of the show particularly uh you know i think back uh, pete i think we the we as kind of um mainstream star trek fans you me our listeners you know i think that we thankfully talk less and less about the, the people who claim all sorts of crazy you know conspiracy theories like there is no picard show it's all you know for it's all for uh investor you know pleasing the investors or whatnot oh I don't w- don't you know don't our listeners know matt that this show has been secretly canceled <laughs> pete i heard that they're going to retroactively not do season one <laughs> it's Season one has been recanceled. There you go. It's good. it's going to be taken off Paramount Plus, and all discs will be forcibly uh, bought back from people. Pete, I you will say come, this: you can come try to get my Star Trek Picard Blu-ray discs out of my cold, dead fingers. I will say this in all sincerity, though: big thank you to the people of California, uh, whose representatives in the California Film Commission have uh have given star trek picard only pete 20.45 million dollars in tax credits so that they will continue to produce season two in california um uh, pete it's not my place i i I, it's not even it's not my place to say as a as somebody who does not live in california it's also not my place as somebody who really doesn't have an economic background i've heard sometimes tax credits work sometimes they don't i think they tend to work more on the entertainment end than they do in the you know what you own uh the football raiders we must give you one billion dollars so you can play football in las vegas you know you you needn't pick up a trowel nor a shovel we will do all that um 20 point almost 20.5 million dollars is a lot of money and if i if i lived in california pete i would say look i like me some star trek picard season two as well but uh that's a lot of money to give to a TV show that's, you know, to film in California. But that's just the way it is. Now, I, I, I'm being completely serious, but I will say in even more yeah. sincerity, um, if this is part of the finances that makes, for example, Picard season two and season three films back to back possible, that's how it goes. All of these productions follow the tax credits wherever they go. That's why there's a film industry in Atlanta of all places. So, it is what it is, um, and uh, Jean-Luc Picard getting what I believe, at least at one point, was the biggest uh, tax credit allocation to a TV show in the California Film Commission's history. So there you go. Listen, there's urgency in and around this production, obviously, because of Sir Patrick. The man is 80 years old, okay? Um, and in terms of what we see in nods toward story with Q showing back up, uh, and the different takes on characters and some designs and things like that, uh, you know, you mentioned the tax credit. I mean, the thing it says to me is, Hey, uh, 
all the people who aren't uh, Sir Patrick, we just found your salary. <laughs> um, but I love that they're giving us this road not taken. Um, it's super interesting that so much of what we saw was terrestrially based. Matt, have you seen the poster for Star Trek Picard season two? Uh, I have not. And I was going to search for it pre podcast and you said, no, no, wait. So I'm all my hailing frequencies are open, whether you're going to send it through Skype or messages. I am ready to see it. Dramatic pause here. All right. It has just come through. I'm clicking on it. Um, is that a, is that real? Yes. Okay, so for people who haven't seen it, it's a bunch of L.A. freeways that Chris. Um, it looks L.A. freeway that crisscross into the Star Trek Delta with what appears to be Los Angeles in the distance. Um, I didn't know that. I Pete, I didn't know that season two of Star Trek Picard took place in Los Angeles. I thought it was like I France and space. I don't know what to make of it either. I've, I'm here for it. It's interesting to look at. They're, they're going to do cars in season two, I guess. Maybe. Is this going to rewind things back further? I don't know, but it's got a Starfleet Delta in it, and that's reinforced by the, uh, the Picard uh, logo with the A um, as the Starfleet Delta. But uh, I, I think it's definitely evocative. Um, and people are talking about it. And Matt, you'd never believe this. There are some people who are upset about it. <laughs> what are they upset about now? Uh, there are no cars in Star Trek. I mean... Okay, I guess I have a couple of thoughts. This is a lame poster, but if it's a teaser poster, like, okay. Like, there's a... I got some Art of Star Trek book from the mid-90s that where there was a teaser poster for Star Trek V that was... That was what? It was like a... Not a... Not, the chair. The yeah, chair it was like a chair with a, with a seat belt. With a, with a seat belt. Yeah. yeah they're putting so like, seat belts in this summer. And then people were like... There's no seatbelts in Star Trek until there were seatbelts in Star Trek movies, uh, in an Next Generation movie, um, in a uh, an Abrams uh, movie. Like, I I just don't understand. Maybe it is the passage of time. I mean, it it happens on the Star Wars end as well. Uh, I think maybe with more fans there, it tends to get lost in an echo chamber. But gosh, I mean, when new stuff comes out about these new shows, there are people that just fixate. And I, I don't understand what they don't understand about the property or having fun. I mean, how tiring must it be to be that bitter? Especially about like a TV show. Like I'm certainly not saying, Hey, some of those wackadoos that are, you know, uh, 
out to buy fake, but they don't know it's fake, you know, August uh, inauguration tickets. Like, you're wrong. You're 100% wrong. But, you know, at least you're, at least it's something real. Like, you know, as I said, I did not love this first season of Picard. Uh, Pete, I have fond memories of watching it week to week and seeing the adventures and seeing characters old and new and, you know, considering, <laughs> considering the Star Trek timeline, uh, you know, look at my chronology book and say, all right, so when was this and when was that? And, you know, I, I didn't love the flashback uniforms, but I could, you know, look at them and say, oh, here's what I don't like. Like, you know, it's, it's something to consider, not something to live and die by. It's something to enjoy the craft of, even if I didn't like every, every last arc of it and whatnot. And that's, and that's okay. You know, it's, and it's also part of the, you know, part of this joy of Star Trek that we have now. And one assumes once Lower Decks uh, starts in um, August, whether we're going to go concurrent or whether we're going to have some time in between the seasons and whatnot. But, you know, I mean, Pete, to go, generally speaking, Lower Decks, then Discovery, one heavily assumes, uh, although they are still filming as we speak, uh, then Picard, then uh, Strange New Worlds. I mean, this is... You're only a, if you don't like the current series that's on, you're only one series away from getting something mm-hmm. that's a different flavor and a different set of characters and a different set of challenges. I mean, heck, Pete, here's what I didn't like about the trailer. They seem to be wearing some big weird badges. Okay, we'll see what they maybe <laughs> maybe I miss saw. Maybe that whatever it is, there's too much uh, that they're gonna do a alternate flashback. Terran Starfleet, perhaps. I mean, did you? You didn't get to see all of what Picard's wearing, but he's wearing this like quilted, uh, like, ribs, like the over thing. jacket, the first version of the red over jacket when he had the green uh, or, the, or the gray <laughs> underneath. Oh, I saw it, Pete. Believe me, I saw it and I appreciated it. Oh no, no, no. So uh, the full costume that he's got on. So they've shot quite a bit outdoors, and there's a lot of paparazzo. Um, images of of what they've done and he's he's wearing stuff that that makes it look like they're in the terran universe um i mean i am here for isa brinones with the updo i am here for seven of nine what was her life like if she had never been assimilated uh the only thing i want to know too is uh michelle heard in that scene where she was waking up because that's where they left those two characters and i'm super interested in that okay uh what was the the symbol that we saw with the with the stars and and the other thing it wasn't a starfleet uh badge near as we could tell um and uh yeah i'm i'm super interested in this show matt i mean and just quick you know you mentioned all those other shows we didn't mention prodigy which has now had its voice cast uh publicly announced and has already been elevated that uh d uh is it d baker bradley or d bradley baker and anyway the guy who voices all the clones on bad batch uh is doing a star trek uh show he's going to be a character on a star trek show that's animated so that is instantly already been elevated pete it's a bright star trek future ahead uh again you can like one one of the modern shows over the other ones and so forth but it's it's a great great time to be a star trek fan i know we will talk 
Star Trek Picard as more news warrants. Again, I'd use just as a general goalpost goal uh, as we record here in the middle of June. You know, um, San Diego Comic-Con in July. I must confess, Pete, I don't recall whether it's virtual or in person, um, but certainly it will be held for, <laughs> for no other reason than media purposes. Um, one would assume there's a Star Trek bump at that point. Maybe that's when you get Whoopi first footage. Um, and, you know, certainly on our, on our Star Trek efforts, uh, looking forward to podcasting Lower Decks in August. And as I said, we'll update uh, the, the Picard feed with Picard news as it breaks. In the meantime, you can find us doing Loki. Uh, that's on Disney Plus over on the Loki feed by fantastic geek we also did an episode of uh our worst episodes of star trek given how much we highlight the positive Matt, i know we talk some negative here <laughs> uh but we had some fun with that so you can check that out and uh yeah super ready to be talking about more star trek in the near future and of course all of this star trek future made possible by those who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek pete we're still there out by the deep space nines gotta spend a little latinum to make this all happen so thank you to everyone who is a patron there and those of you who have been helping us uh so much uh so get yourself to patreon.com slash fantastic geek with the ph can't contribute this month that's just fine get yourself over to apple Podcasts, whether it is the star trek picard feed by fantastic geek or discovery or our lower decks feed that is now fully operational hit us up with a rating in seconds give us a review takes a little bit longer but all those things definitely help Pete, how can people be in touch with you to talk about all the things in the Star Trek universe? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 11,996 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter is looking back lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more facebook.com slash fantastic geek with a ph all one word like it today can't wait until we talk more star trek in the near future with that pete i will say adios to all the listeners and give you the final word au revoir mon capitan